You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to After The Show, Sid Talk. Thanks. We're going to start off on a somber note, because what is today? Today is 9-11-2021. It has been 20 years since the 9-11 terrorist attacks on New York City. And tell us what we were doing on that day. Well, I worked night shift, and so I was asleep. You come running in. So this is my memory of it. You had already, whatever your part was before you got to me, you said, you've got to get up. Something terrible is happening in the world. Like, that was what you said. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. And I was like, what, what, what? And then I got up, the TV was on, it was on, and then the second tower fell, and I said I needed to go to work that night, so I watched it during the whole day, and then at night they had gone and found, and I remember this is 2001, so all we had then was like an old TV sitting on a cart that we had to roll out, and they plugged it in, had no cable or anything, so they had an antenna. Then someone found a cable cord that was hooked up to some other cable in the building they ran it up to our tv and then we had that on for days in a row just solid because i work for a government agency and so it was sort of like high alert all of a sudden we had people outside our door our building where we had to hand them our bag they monitored as we went in and out the whole bit so you know that whole thing leaves such a it's changed the world it has it's changed New York City. It's, it's changed the whole world. Like the whole world and how everybody believes that anybody could do a thing. We know there are horrible people in the world. There always has been. That just, you know. Talking of movies, though, I'm surprised there hasn't been more movies made about it. There was one, remember, with... Um, mm, there o- were a few. Oliver Stone made one. Mm-hmm. There was Flight 93, and then there was... Um, oh, yeah, there was, yeah. Wasn't there one just called 93? United 93, I think yeah. it's called. We, we reviewed that one, yeah, and, and we reviewed the Oliver Stone one. But I'm surprised people haven't, over the years, made different accounts of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's one of those things, right? Do we need to? Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean... We, I mean, I don't want a fictional version. If I need to know about it or I want to revisit it, there's a lot of documentary, real life. I don't need a fictional version or some artsy-fartsy dickhead's version of whatever happened. No, I just, I'll just watch the real people, listen to the real recordings, whatever. But One thing I have listened to multiple times is the Howard Stern show from that day. Oh, right. Because they were in the studio and obviously oh, yeah. they were like a block away from it and it all went down. And it's hard to listen to that show, but I do on occasion just to... You know, it's a real, it's really somebody reacting to it. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, on to more happy things. Yes, I mean, you can't deny it, but, and we just go on. It is Saturday, September the 11th. This is after the show 701. We're marching our way to 800, Sid Talk. Right on. The movie we're looking at this week is The the Conjuring. I'm not saying conjuring. Conjuring. Like convict? Would you say convict or convict? I'd say either. No, you wouldn't. You'd say convict. (laughs) All right. The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. It's a 2021 movie. It's out now on 4K, Blu-ray and streaming. It's rated R and it's from our friends at Warner Brothers who sent us a copy to review. Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. It is a fictional telling of what is very highly likely a fictional, (laughs) a fictional account of uh, a murder and how a 
these two people, the Warrens, who, if you look them up, they were real. They believed the real thing about devils and demons and all that stuff. So they had a whole life around that and that they were somehow involved. And the defense attorney claimed that this young man didn't do it because of demonic possession. So now the rest of it is loosely based. None of it's real. You know, I mean, it's tips in and out of like accounts of things that actually were documented, but the rest of it's just fictionalized version of that. All right. Here's the real synopsis. It's much shorter than yours. Yeah, mine, that point. one was long. Yours really did go on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Thanks>. So, <laughs> so the real one is the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. That's it. Which is pretty much what you said, but That's you added. Super you boring. I just wanted to give it a bit of oomph. <laughs> All right, so The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I've seen all the movies in this franchise, including the spin-offs. Are we fans of this? I guess we are. You we are. You've all. always loved them. I know you have always liked them. I especially them. love the first one. I think mm -hmm. the first one is very effective. So, Sito, what did you think of the latest installment, number three in the main series? I really enjoyed it. That's the truth. The end. The truth. Now, we have to address that I'm going to be breathing and there'll be pauses in what I'm saying. And then you're going to edit out all my breathing and pauses. Just so people know, I don't talk like this all the time. I don't talk with one continuous sentence with words all crammed together. But that's how podcasts sound these days. So I might just slow down my speech intentionally. But then I'll be bored, so don't. <laughs> oh, well, maybe you need a new hostess. <laughs> co-host whatever no i really enjoyed it i feel like once i'm into these movies plus if no one has ever listened if you haven't listened before i like horror movies that's my favorite genre zombies is my subgenre. that is my very very favorite of any kind high quality low quality if you can call it high quality but horror in general i just love anything that tips to any darkness spirit occult or alien space darkness so sci-fi horror i'm also into any of that so i'm already on board right yes I feel like the quality of how they make these movies with the sets and the way it looks and the performances, seriously, it is high quality stuff that I'm sure gets overlooked in most yeah. by everyone because it's a horror movie, right? But it's really good. I said the Vera Flaminga and what's his name? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. They play these two people who did exist and who did believe in all of this. They play them respectfully as if... They're not mocking them or making fun of them in any way, which I really appreciate now. Now, Sita, why would people be mocking or making fun of them? Well, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a stretch, uh, some of the stuff. If you don't, if you believe in ghosts and demons and devils and gods and all that, then it's not that big of a leap. Are you telling in. me that Annabelle is not real? Annabelle, if people who are listening don't know, is a uh, demonically attached item in the Warren's house or was. They're both past now. They're both gone, as far as we know, right? I mean, who knows, right? Is Annabelle real? <laughs> Annabelle's real. <laughs> There's really a doll. I don't know about the demonic curse possession thing, no. But I like the the world they live in, because I don't believe in anything, right? So that that doesn't make me roll my eyes and be like, oh my God, these people are idiots at all. I am fascinated that genuinely someone with a son who's having very likely mental health issues, right? We're basing this on a real life story that happened, right? Yes. I mean, that these two people, yeah, loosely. Yeah, that they were called in because the whatever, whatever. And there were probably other people who did hire them for their services to help them exercise demons from children and people or whatever. But the fact that someone might have a child 
who might have mental health issues or behavioral issues or whatever, but they default to the child being somehow possessed by a demon or a devil or some other spirit or an angel even. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. Have we started blaming that on ADHD now? When a, I when a don't kid know, is but really I find it up. fascinating that someone genuinely, not like faking it, not like, oh, like wink, wink to myself, maybe my kid's possessed. Like they just, they go there and they're in it fully. I find that interesting. I don't feel like insulting them. I just, and these are fictional versions again, but I still like to think about those people's lives and how that affects, I mean, literally billions of people in the world believe in stuff like that, so. And with this movie being based on this real court case even, the one thing that disappointed me was there wasn't more of the court case. Oh, I wanted less of the court case. I was glad there it was There was hardly like, any I'm, though. When I you know, say you wanted less, there was two scenes. Yeah, that's all. That's good. I wanted just all creepiness. I could have took a whole court case movie in mm. this universe, like taking it from that angle. Because hmm. I'm not familiar with the court case. I did go up and read a little bit about it just now. And it is what is in the movie, really. It's, it's a guy. Well, yeah, because the guy was in the extras. The guy who murdered yeah. a guy, killed a guy, and then used demonic possession as his defense. Yep. Was found guilty of manslaughter and given five years in prison. And he's been out ever since. And he and his wife, who are depicted in this movie are consultants and they give interviews for this movie so, so it's like a landmark thing at the time mm. because there's a really excellent thing in this movie that you'll agree oh with yeah I, it was like revelatory i was like oh shit explain, oh, yeah. explain that it's really good it's the best part of the movie okay like i just said i don't believe in anything right so if i ever did have to go to court they have a thing where people like me will if i put my hand on the bible I'm going to tell you the truth, right? That's just the way it is. You've asked me some shit, I'm going to tell you the right, truth. Right, but I don't the, Bible the Bible has no reference. To me, that. it has nothing. It yeah. doesn't mean anything, right? No offense to anyone, but it is what it is. There are people like me in the world who aren't terrible and horrible, just so you know. So the point in the movie was the court acknowledges a belief in a higher power. We swear on the Bible to God, this God, this Christian God, right? That it, as if it exists... How can you not then use demonic possession as something in something else in the court, right? If you believe in the God part and the Bible part, and what's in the Bible? Demons, devils, right? All of that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. So yeah, when the judge, when you say that to the judge, the judge can't laugh at you, right? Because then you have to turn and go, well, why am I swearing on this book? Yeah, this book of fables. If, this, if you believe in this book, then you believe in the stuff in the book and therefore anything else. Right now, I'm not saying that's a... I don't think that's a good defense, but I'm just saying... It's an interesting I had defense. never considered it before. So, And that was real. They used it and... That was my favorite part of the movie. Like I was like, wow, that's something to think yeah. about there. Everybody should think about that. <laughs> Especially the people who believe in the book. This movie takes a little bit of a departure from the other movies being it's not all in one location. They kind of move about a little bit. And that's really the only difference, I think. Mm -hmm. The level of, like, horror and suspense and the baddie, let me, in inverted commas, baddie mm -hmm. lady, is very similar to the nun who's been in the other ones. Or, you know, somebody mm -hmm. who... And La LaLaRone. Yeah, exactly. I can't say La LaLaRone, yeah. Yeah. That lady. So. Yeah. So it's got familiar things that you'll recognize and it feels like the you're in the conjuring universe definitely 
Did you find it scary? Um, there were a couple of things that gave me the creeps for sure. Like when Our Lady is... Okay, her thing... Here's the deal. Like, the premise of it is Lorraine has connections to the other world, right? To whatever, the spirit yeah. world. She touches this boy's hand during this depossession thing, and she feels the person who's doing the curse. So we've got a person putting a curse on people so that this person can, like, guess... Wasn't 100% sure why this woman was doing a curse on these people, except to get herself, like, in the good books of the devil. Yeah, like is a that what sacrifice, it is? human sacrifice. Right, so that she then can prove herself that she's got this power. And it didn't really matter who the people were. She was just, like, a mischievous... Right, and so Lorraine touches a boy's hand during this thing, and then all of a sudden she can see through that woman's eyes... Right, so she's connected. Yeah, like a that. medium. Right, so her power is to feel the connection between them. So the part where she is later connected to another murder that happened through the murderer's eyes or whatever, where that hand was wrapped around that tree and kind of like in the background and then kind of scraped around, I was like, oh, oh, I literally felt like, oh, 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 like a chill yeah. go down my spine. The exorcism of the little boy at the beginning was really creepy. Well, that was just like, holy shit, that person is contorting. Yeah. Like the body it was just, contortion was crazy. It was like, take the exorcist, um, where she does like a red spinning round and stuff. But take that and just do it with all the body, like, but for real, because yeah. they use a contortionist person in the movie and not a special effect, which it actually looks crazy when you're looking at it. It does. I thought it was just a total special effect, the whole thing. It also homages the exorcist at the beginning. It, of course. It, it uses a shot from the exorcist, and the title card that comes up with the music is the exorcist, pretty much. Do you feel like that's tacky or I think, interesting? I feel like it's both. I feel like it's tacky because they so overtly do it. And then right. I also feel like, well, the exorcist is the best exorcist movie out there forever. It will be, I think. <laughs> So why not? You know, James Wan obviously loves The Exorcist. Obviously. And it is my favorite horror film, by the way, of all time. I know. It's crazy because I don't know if it's because I watched it way too young, The Exorcist, and it really freaked me out, and it still does when I watch it now. Or it's still actually a, a film that's effective now, you know? I think so. I, I don't know if it's my so. feelings that make it effective or it's just effective. If you show it to somebody who's never seen it, would they just be like, huh? Very possibly, yeah. A lot of people. Even back then, people would have watched it and be like, what a load of shit. I mean, it's not like it's brainwashing everyone into being in love with it's it. It's bizarrely, anything. it's kind of grimy and it's got a certain smell to it. <laughs> I know you can't smell movies. Funny, I, I don't remember smelling anything when I watched The but Exorcist. But when a movie, when The Exorcist comes on, there's something about it that's it's very realistic feeling. Like... Like, it almost plays out like a documentary at the beginning, because yeah. it's a 70s movie. And it's, yeah, super slow-paced, which is good. We both like that. And it is, it's almost painfully like watching someone walk down a street and watching them walk up a hall to go to the doctor, and then the doctor processes. And But it's long. It's not like, boom, we're in the doctor's office. Boom, we're at the house. It's yeah. Walking down the stairs and walking down the... Also with always the music, just a little bit of like... Ding, 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 it's Michael Field's Tubular Bells. Like all the time? Well, in the very famous walking down the thing scene. Yeah. 
it's very effective. Now, we're not saying that this movie or the Conjuring movies replicate that necessarily, but they do a good job of pacing it out so you're not just like, I even thought about this while I'm watching it. Like, I really like that every single scene isn't a hyped up action demonic possession scene, right? You go through lots of times where it's them at a police station and them talking. And it's almost like a police procedural for a while. Oh, this, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I, I like that also. Um, and it, it kind of gives you a break. Yeah, because the movie starts with a bang, literally. Like, it's crazy. It's an exorcism. It's really intense. It's literally like the very last scene in the first movie. Like the, It's like you're watching the end of the movie at, at the beginning. And it's so intense and it's so crazy. And then it does mellow out for like a long time, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really get back to a big... I think that's why I felt it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I dig it. I'm digging it. How do you like it compared to the others? Is it better, worse, or are they getting a bit long in the tooth? Is too many of them? No, I guess I just keep thinking of it all together. Now, I didn't love the early ones as much as you did. I like them. They're fine, but a little bit flatter than this. But then maybe I'm just getting to where I appreciate these two people, you know, that yeah. who existed. And I appreciate the two people who are playing them and whoever's writing about them, just sort of like telling this story and mushing real life into fiction and i just it's fascinating so i'm i'm excited to watch it so i think i may be i don't know i don't know if i like it more because of the quality or yeah maybe i'm just getting used to it yeah it's kind of like you know when you see them on the screen again you're like oh i really like these two it's like comfortable or something and then all of a sudden it's not comfortable because kids are being like you know yeah contorted in all which way i think We've seen them all. Even I, I even like the Annabelle movies. That last Annabelle movie I, was my favorite of the Annabelle movies. You know, the one with the kids, the uh, babysitters. Yeah. And it turned into a weird... It was a werewolf movie. <laughs> it was very weird. But I really liked that one because it was like out of nowhere. It, it kind of did things what I didn't expect. Turned it into something different. And I feel like this did too. It didn't feel exactly like the other two. Because you could say Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2... They're just the same movie. One's in America, one's in the UK, right? It's just a haunted house movie, both yeah. of them. And that's all it is. Things fly out the walls. The nun goes wandering down the thing. You know, it's jump scares galore. And this one doesn't feel like those two because it's a different thing. It's more about this. Did this dude do it? Did the devil really do it? <laughs> you know, but there again, if you're well, looking for saw, answers. Yeah, we saw it through the fictional eyes that we know it was a demon right. thing. We know he didn't. But if you're looking for answers for the real life thing, it's not about that. It's, no. it's you know, dramatizing the whole thing. There's very few, like, actual facts in this movie. So don't come at it going, he actually says on the poster, the demonic case that shocked America. Don't come at it all that. <laughs> no. Because it's not that. No. It's a crazy horror movie version of that story. And it's also just a love story. I did feel the love Lorraine in this and Ed. One. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Somebody really, really appreciates their relationship. Lorraine and Ed, um, in all the real life interviews, stories about them, they were very much in love and really cared for each other. And I feel like these two bring that, like... In this movie especially, they kept making it a point like, well, they love each other. They love each other, didn't mm -hmm. they? They don't function without each other. He needs her, she needs him. It's like a unit. And they kept doing that. Absolutely. Right up to the very end, like where you're like, oh, wow. If you want to, you know, it is a love story with some nasty horror 
thrown in. So let's look at <laughs> let's look at the cast. We've got Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren. What do you think of Patrick? I liked him. I always like him. He takes it seriously. He does. And I like I said, I feel like they respect these people. On whatever level, I'm not in their head. I don't know them. I've never talked to them about it. But I feel like they're not trying to make a joke of them. No. And I feel like he does a really good job in the really... There are very few moments when I feel like Ed is coming through and there's this, like, I love her so much that in this moment, even if I had the tiniest of doubts, I don't care. Yeah. I love her I go with more than I would ever, ever. And it's just a glimmer on his face, like, and that might be totally intentional and I'm just making that shit up, but there are times when that happens and I'm I'm all I'm I'm like, yep, I get it. You're Ed. <laughs> yeah, and Vera Flaminga plays Lorraine again for the what? Like she was the, mm, it's been a long time. They were in the spin-offs too, just a small they were in the babysitting one, they were in that at the beginning, because they they're mm -hmm. the ones who they were babysitting for. <laughs> so when you babysit for the Warrens, don't go in the Don't babysit for the Warrens. Exactly. <laughs> that's the bottom line. Do not. Don't go in the room either that's locked over there. Don't. Nah. Don't do that. Just don't Don't go to their house. So Vera, did you like Vera? Yes. Yes. I Me think too. she's awesome. I also put down um, Sarah Catherine Hook as Debbie Glatzel. Oh yeah, she was really good too. See, because I thought <laughs> the entire movie that she was Daniel Sun's daughter from Cobra Kai. She was not. She was not, but when I looked at them both on IMDb, I can see why I got it. They're, they're similar. They're very similar. I'm going to sound sexist here, but no, it's because you have man eye and brain. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, if you had ever had children, and I'm sure other that mothers, we're not parents, I'm not oh, a mother. Oh, I'd have lost them by now. Exactly. That other mothers, <laughs> uh, that mothers will say like, oh my God, you would not want to trust my husband to find our children in a crowd by them yelling or talking. And we're mothers... And I'm not saying I'm not a mother, but I'm a female and I can kind of like eyeball a child from a quarter of a mile away and be like, yep, that's my nephew. Oh, there's my niece. I mean, you just have it and you'll be like, what? That is no. <laughs> Pick my mother out of a crowd just from like the very back faintest corner of the side of her head or something, you know, right. but you'd be like, uh, you ask yeah. me. I've gone out on a, you know, with the chil with our children. I've mm -hmm. gone out with them. Fictional children. Come, yeah, and I've come back and they're not, they're not with me. So ask me, ask me. Where are the children? What children? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Useless. That's. I feel like I'm not sure if it'd be that extreme, but that'd be well. It's maybe it's a good thing we don't have children, honey. Maybe, well, there you go. Maybe, maybe. So also I put down. Ruari O'Connor, who played Arnie Johnson. He had to do some intense stuff, that man. Who? Which one? Arnie. Oh, yeah. Arnie was good. Yeah, he was good. Like, um, Arnie is the guy who did the murder, right? Correct. So, are you rooting for him? Did the devil do it? Did he do it? You don't know, really? It's like... interesting. Now, in the movie, I'm rooting for Arnie, because I've seen the fictional version of it. In the real-life interview, I'll be honest, I mean, I wasn't a fan. I but hey. I could smell some bullshit. I'm not trying to judge, <laughs> but I mean, history has spoken and it is what it is. So so this is not directed by James Wan because he's uh, far too good for doing this franchise anymore. He's moved on. So he left the directing duties. Is that duties. what he says? I'm far too good to do this. I don't know what he said. I'm just making that up. He um, left it to Michael Chaves, who was the guy who directed La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah, so... 
Well, that one was well made. It just didn't have, I wasn't as intrigued by it. The story wasn't very. The story wasn't as interesting or it was creepy and everything, you know, like a lady trying to just suck the souls out of children. I mean, that's hardcore. That's what Hocus Pocus is about. Yeah. And I love Hocus Pocus, but still, it just wasn't, wasn't the one for me. Well, I think he did a really good job. And if you hadn't have told me this wasn't James Wan, I would have said it was. So for this yeah, one. it definitely had the vibe, for sure. I feel like James... In fact, on the extras, James Wan was right there, wasn't he? I feel like he was probably on the set for this. Sure. Making sure it goes right. You know, because it is his... It's his baby, isn't it? The Conjuring franchise. So can't leave it to somebody else and then it goes downhill. There were some extras on the uh, disc, actually. There's like a DC motion comic. What did you think of that? I liked it. If you go to the DC... Actually, on the front of the Blu-ray, it says you get a 30-day comic subscription to DC Universe. So you can go and read the whole of the Conjuring series for free. So Here's the deal, though. So let's get on this point. I did not fully understand this lady's curse that she was doing on these people. Yeah, neither did I. I okay. was hoping that the co- this comic was going to explain that more. Yeah, because all it said was she needed a an innocent, right. a lover... And then a person of faith, right? And these... The so co- the young... Yeah. The girl who's murdered far away, we're gonna... Because in the comic, it calls her an innocent. Yeah. But then we see her kind of connecting with her girlfriend, who's her really close friend, and then they get murdered. A girlfriend's clearly not an innocent. Correct. And then the child who gets possessed or whatever. Okay, so here's how the deal works. The curse pulls a demon out of hell... And then possesses people. So they're not like really being possessed by a demon. They're, the curse is forcing the demon into the people. Right. True. So the demon is also an innocent in all of this, we're going to say. And so this demon comes in and out of people. It can go from one to the other. So the child then. So if we're saying that the curse means an innocent, a lover, and a person of faith, I'll have to die. Either by murder or suicide. This is the curse. And this then will make this woman who is into the occult... Like, you know, a friend of Satan kind of deal. Yeah. This is her proving herself kind of thing. But the child doesn't die. Arnie doesn't die. The girl's the only one who's dead. Then Ed, is he a... Because they believe in it so hardcore, is that why he counts? Well, we got the priest as well. The... But he wasn't targeted. No. And Ed was Ed and her got the flowers with the thing in it. There's a talisman thing that means that you're targeted. Yeah, true. With the, There's a lot to this, yeah, right? There's a talisman. That was... So between Lorraine and Ed, they both believe in it really hardcore. And they're super in love with each other. And some could say they just have innocent hearts. They like want, they're everything. They're everything. Yeah. But then, she, I don't know. I was, I was a little unclear on how this whole thing was going down. Because even if she killed... Lorraine or Ed, she was still missing somebody, right? Yeah. I think. I don't know. I was confused. But there's also a making of in these special features that actually includes interviews with the real people from the court case. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy's, what, how old would you say the guy is now? He's out of prison. Like, About our age. Yeah. So, I mean, he was 81 and he was probably 20 or something. Yeah. So you get to listen to them tell the story. And that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Because those are people. Who totally, they're in it. They're in it. It happened. It's legit. And it happened. Yep. So there are a bunch of extras. IMDb reviews. What are those? IMDb reviews. There's a website called IMDb. Not literal. That is the internet movie database. 
if anyone hasn't heard of that. And there are people who go on there and write dippity dip tap dippity dip tap dippity dip one star. This movie was a waste of my time. This was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. This was a piece of crap. Uh, this is a man-hating movie. <laughs> this movie is woke. Whatever. Those All are right. the newest versions. So you like to read those, and that's it. I do. So here's the one-star reviews for this movie. Number one, what started out as a horror movie ended as an NCIS episode. Okay, okay. I mean, that's not 100% wrong. It's not unfair. I see what they're saying. Yep. Number two. For example, other Conjuring movies are awesome. The Conjuring 2 with British is much enjoyable. Okay, with British. Got it. Got it, got it. An absolute garbage. No story, no characters, no tension. The movie ruined the franchise. Disagree with that one. Fully. And finally, Shrek 3 is more scary than this movie. I don't know why three. Is Shrek 3 scary? Did three have a horror element? No, I want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the people on IMDb who who didn't like this movie. All right. So in conclusion on this movie. I liked it. The Conjuring. I'm going to say what it is again. Okay. It's actually called from the cover. It's got a lot of words, this title. (laughs) The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. So Mm. there you go. That's not a lot of oh, words. Oh, sorry. The Conjuring 3, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. That's not that many words. You'll be all right. All right. So uh, in conclusion and scores, I'm going to give it a score. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Oh, 6 isn't great. Well, let me say I'd give the first movie mm-hmm. a 9 because I really do like that first you one. You do. Okay. I catch you. And I'd give, like, La Llorona, like, a four. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this one... See, I really like it, so I'm going to give it, like, a 7.2. Oh, nice. Just a bit more generous than me. Yeah. I just feel like the quality of it wins me over. And um, it's not even the story that intrigues me terribly or anything like that. It's just I feel like they really... They I mean, really want to do it well, and I just, I appreciate that. It's clearly well-made, and they care about it, mm-hmm. making it a high-quality movie. It feels like it. I mean, I, I again, I don't know these people, but that's the impression I get. So thank you to Warner Brothers for letting us review the 4K disc, and next week we'll review another movie, Sid Talk. Another movie? For the 702nd time? Correct. Did we even acknowledge that last week was 700? This is 701? We just keep going. We're like the Energizer Bunny. And no, this is not an advertisement. All right. (laughs) So movie recommendations. I am going for a movie with Patrick Wilson in it and a movie with Vera Firminga in it. Hi. So Patrick Wilson's movie is Watchmen by Zack Snyder. I love it. Okay. And Vera Firminga's movie is Orphan, another horror film. You do like that one. I do. I didn't see the twist coming, and I'm not going to mention it, but it really <laughs> still still kind of weirds me out to this day. <laughs> I think if you'd watch it again, though, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, but, but when you know it, it's not the same. I didn't true. know it. You didn't even know it at the time. No. In fact, no. you probably had a... I was a bit incredulous, like, ah. Your face I still am. Like, I'm like, what oh. did they do there? But my recommendations are me going back to the 1980s and picking movies that I have seen randomly. Not necessarily based on quality or order of watching. But this week is An Officer and a Gentleman. 
High quality, as far as I remember, I have not probably watched it since the 80s, I'll be honest. And Night Shift, one of my favorite 80s movies in the 80s of all time. I probably watched it 50 times on HBO. Who's in it? Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton. Henry Winkler works in a mortuary, like a coroner's office. Oh, I've seen office. it. Yeah, I've seen it. Michael Keaton's like the crazy wacky one who shows up to work, and then yeah. uh, they need to make money. And so they start being pimps for some prostitutes. Yeah, hijinks ensue. Yeah, and it's just one of, I mean, it's a comedy, so it's not like a documentary or anything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I need to watch it. It's probably terrible, but uh, I don't care. I don't care. All right, so Ace Scully stuff this week. I have been playing a lot of American Truck Simulator, the Wyoming Expansion Pack, which is out now on Steam. That's a handful. Yeah, I'm surprised this uh, these Truck Simulator games haven't come to the consoles at all. They're only on PC, you know? Mm-hmm. It seems like they'd do well on the consoles as well, you know? I, I guess they're a small team. It's, like, hard to do it for everything. This is the latest expansion pack, and it adds the whole state of Wyoming to your map. The map's getting kind of bigger now. I think there's like 10 states that you can drive about. And this week, if you go to Steam and play American Truck Simulator, they've got a special event going. If you deliver a cargo to each of the main cities in Wyoming, you get a free skin for your truck, I believe. So it's just a fun thing that you can do, like, uh, you know, ticking some things off a list. So I've been driving around a lot this week. You've noticed you've yeah. been playing. I like You've been testing me like, is this town in Wyoming? Is this town in Wyoming? <laughs> I'm like, you're in Wyoming, so apparently it is. I'm I don't in, have every town memorized. Now I'm in Cheyenne and now I'm in Casper. See, I know the places. It's it learns me a little bit about each place. I also found today or teaches you. Driving around, I found <laughs> the what what did they call it? Devil's table? Devil's table, I think, yeah, from uh from, Close encounters. Yeah, so you there's actually a tourist attraction that you can stop at and it gives you like a like a flyover with a drone of the devil's table. So there are little That's cool. Yeah, there are tourist attractions for every state. There's a few in each one. I can't wait till it gets to Missouri because one of them's gonna be the arch, probably, right? I would, I would say, yeah. Can you think of any others from Missouri that you would highlight? Jefferson City, possibly? I mean Jefferson City's the capital. So, so you might highlight the Capitol building or... Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's downtown. Do you drive downtown places? Yeah, yeah Okay. You do. Well, I don't know. Be interesting when Missouri gets added. I'll be like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> that's where I live. So that's American... I'd be really surprised if they did the whole state of Missouri where you could drive up through my tiny little county where I'm from. That would be awesome. I mean, it's not that accurate, but it will look like, you know, when you drive out of Jefferson City up the highway, the highway will look the same. Right. Like, it can't have everybody's house. Absolutely. It's not that detailed. But there'll be a vague... If if you go through where you used to live, there'll mm-hmm. be a vague, like, small town there. You, it'll be there. Right. And, it, and it will be labeled what it is. That'd be cool. You can't drive there and go, oh, look, it's exactly like what I'm used to. Because it'll no. just be, a, you know, just a facsimile of what would be there. I can accept that. So that's American Truck Simulator, and it's the expansion pack. And... There are a bunch of expansion packs, uh, each one adding a different state. And the next state they're adding, which will be early next year, I believe, is Texas. I don't know the differences between states, really. Is Texas a lot different to Wyoming, Sitok? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What will you I just, look forward to? You are, I'm not going to spoil it. 
No spoilers about states from me. Right. So Texas will be the next one, and I recommend American Truck Simulator. I've got, I had a look at my Steam timer. I've got 90 hours on it altogether over nice. time. You said to me about some game the other the other week, oh, is that replayable? And I'm like, well, not really, because it's just a story and you play it once, but something like this, it's infinitely replayable, really, isn't it? Because it's relaxing, you can just do it. I mean, it's to you. It is to me. You're special. I'm, it's not boring love. to me, because it's like I'm listening to the radio, I'm just driving about. You know? You love this kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's American Truck Simulator Wyoming, available now. Also this week, the Matrix Resurrections trailer came out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Been so excited to see the... This is Matrix 4, basically. You know, it's uh-huh. been a long uh-huh. time since Matrix 3. I know what the Matrix is all about. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it comes out December the 22nd. That is our review for that week. Isn't that something? Nice. What did you think of it, the trailer? What, are you excited for a new Matrix movie? Um, I'm not you, so I don't get super excited about stuff like that. However, when it comes out and we watch it, I'll be interested. I did like the trailer. They used Jefferson Airplane, the, you know, <laughs> yeah. feed your head um, song, which also is used in Sucker Punch in one of my favorite scenes see you like movies now the matrix is a movie that a lot of people do like but you like things like truck sim and the movie sucker punch and the movie superman yeah by zack snyder that what do these things all have in common the other people <laughs> yeah you know not other, not all people oh but my god i just had a revelation what this is why you're married to me oh, oh maybe there's something in that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of a love it or hate it type of person. <laughs> and here you come along. You're like, yeah, I dig this boring stuff that other people don't like. I'll be married to you. <laughs> yeah. I can accept it. I like, I'll appreciate it. I'll, I don't look a gift horse in the mouth. So uh, thirdly, in my stuff this week, found a new artist, which I would recommend to people oh, yeah. to listen to. All right. So let's, this was a series of events. Here we go. So I'm watching... The PlayStation, they had a thing this week where they, you know, introduced some new games and showed trailers, like a press conference. And they showed a press conference for Death Stranding, which is a game that I reviewed a couple of years ago now. There's a director's cut of it coming out with new added features. And the trailer for it had this song. And I was like, this song's really cool. Is this like a song that was made for this video game? Because I've never heard anything quite like it. So I figured out what the song was. I use the Google uh, thing on my phone where it listens to the song, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it said, this song is Goliath by Woodkid. And I'm like, Woodkid? I don't know what that is. So I go to YouTube, do a bit of uh, investigation like you do. Like we do nowadays. Wikipedia, who is Woodkid? Woodkid, I'll listen to to several of his songs. Now, when Uh, you say Woodkid, you're saying Wood, W-O-O-D-K-I-D. Woodkid. Woodkid. So he's a French performer. He actually is a music video director, firstly, but then he's also done his own music. He made an album about 10 years ago, and he made an album this year, so there's a big gap in between his albums. And the music is not like any other music I've really listened to, Mm -mm. which I don't really encounter very often, and I kind of seek it out sometimes. I'm like, I want to wear something like the Halsey album that I mentioned last week. It's quite different to anything that's going on at the moment. And it's really, you know, cool. I like that. Yeah. But this is different. I mean, it's really different, right? Mm-hmm. It's 
I like it. It's hard to describe. Just go and find the track Goliath by Woodkid on YouTube. It's also got an amazing music video that goes along with it because he makes his own music videos. Tell me what you think. That's your homework. <laughs> but I am into it. I got both of his albums and now I'm a fan. <laughs> you are. So what's for dinner? We have ordered Indian food again. That's it. And it has arrived. And you've cut that portion out of this podcast because it arrived while we were talking. I got up, walked away, got the thing, delivered it to the kitchen. It's sitting there now. And what if I cut this part out too? Nobody will ever know. Well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't cut out all the good stuff. All right. So what is your advice also? My advice isn't advice. It's a question. Spawned, inspired by this movie? I don't know. If you believe in a thing, anything, if you believe in ghosts, fairies, goblins, demons, yes. gods, no, angels, all this stuff, right? If you believe in any of that, how is it that it is difficult or are you pretending that it's difficult? Are you acting like it's difficult to accept that another person believes in something that you think sounds crazy? Why can you not accept that the thing you believe in, right? If you say, oh my gosh, every night the door in the bathroom closes by itself. I know it's a ghost of someone who used to live in a building here or whatever. It's a spirit. And then someone else is saying to you, oh, I don't believe in any gods or anything. And you look at them like they're crazy. How is that? Hmm. Because I accept completely. I may not agree. I will question it and I wonder about it, but I would never, I don't want anyone to unbelieve anything. I don't want you to change your mind. I don't want you to convert to anything from one thing to another. I don't give a shit, right? I accept what you believe, good or bad. Now your behavior, if you behave in a way or do destruction in the world based on those beliefs, then you're fucked up and I... I I don't accept that. I accept what, you know, if you live your life like like that. I believe the door closes every night because there's a ghost. It affects me zero, right? As Sarah Silverman says, it affects me. Fuck all. It doesn't affect me. You can just keep believing that. That's cool. I get it. Yeah. I mean, if you showed me that and I stood there and saw the door close, I'd be like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Could be. I mean, I don't believe it's a ghost, but whatever. <laughs> So if you believe in anything, if you believe in your Christian God or in Judaism or Hindu or Muslim or whatever, whatever all the different stuff is, I know there's a lot. And then you turn to a person who comes along and says they believe in the other thing, right? Or they have a different ritual or they have a different kind of building that they go to or they say a different collection of words and they read from a different book and you look at them like, oh, well, that's not right. How can they believe that? Well, someone's looking at you and thinking the same thing. Like, I, it's so judgmental, right? It's super judgmental. I get where you're coming from. You catch what I'm throwing, and yeah. that is all. All right. That is all. So, let me say, ascully.com is our website. Catch this podcast on ascully.com or anchor.fm slash after the show. We're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't like any of you. Um, I mean, I, that's probably not accurate, but I don't know. I haven't met you all. And it's entirely plausible that I don't like. And stay classy. 
the uh, Warrens in, in the uh, movie. You know, the two... Uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, actor people. The, the actor sadly, people. Sadly, the real people are, are gone. Yeah. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, somebody's doing it for you. <laughs>